0: Scored again to ruin the afternoon for Jurgen Klopp's side. I mean, it's crazy how quickly it all unfolded for Liverpool after they conceded that first goal.
1: Yeah, I might be wrong in this. I don't think Liverpool are going to retain the league.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, as always, Bradley Morris. How are you on this Monday morning, Brad? I'm doing all right
1: for, for the usual Monday mornings that we're used to. I'm actually as fit
0: as a fiddle. Which is better than you was last week, let's say that. you got more energy in you today.
1: More energy in me than as <laughs> you Even
0: if It Doesn't sound like it? Yes. Um, well, it was a hectic weekend again in the Premier League, and I, I mean, there's loads of places we could start, but we'll start with the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday between Leicester City and uh, the King Power Stadium. Uh, Let's be honest, where, where, was else, the what
1: was, what, like, where else was it? Where going to start? <laughs> this is.
0: I mean, we could have started at Spursman City.
1: This is the much more across this issue. <laughs> Well, yeah,
0: currently is the bigger crisis issue. Um, so yeah, Liverpool took the lead just after the hour mark, thanks to a Mohamed Salah goal after a wonderful, wonderful bit of play from Roberto Firmino. It
1: was However, a disgusting that lead last...
0: assist. <laughs> yes, one of the best assists you'll see this season. However, the lead lasted only eleven minutes before uh, James Madison put. Leicester level, and then a few minutes later Jamie Vardy and Harvey Barnes scored again to ruin the afternoon for Jurgen Klopp's side. I mean, it's crazy how quickly it all unfolded for Liverpool after they conceded that first goal.
1: Now, I might be wrong in this. I don't think Liverpool are going to retain the
0: league. No. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to side with you on that one. I mean, they <sighs> They've really been bad. Like, I know we've been saying it, they've been bad, but they've been really bad
1: now. Yeah, the main difference is that, pointed out last season they'd go behind in games, but they'd come back. The second mm. they concede in this, they capitulate.
0: Yeah, it seems like they don't know what to do anymore once they've conceded a goal. Like, Like you said last year you'd see an instant reaction from them and they will score one or two more goals and go on to win the match. Where this season you think, oh crikey, if they concede early, it could be an absolute onslaught. Or if they concede late, are they going to just fall asleep now for the last 20 minutes or so, like it was on Saturday and concede another two goals within the space of like five, six minutes? And again, if we look at this from both sides, it is a problem
1: that's not completely caused by themselves. Like they've been forced into an
0: issue, really. Yeah. I mean, we've said it before. That the amount of injuries they've had this season is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, um, new signing Ben Davies was injured uh, leading up to the game, I think a day or so before. So that meant Jordan Henderson had to play in defence. Less than twenty minutes into the game, James Milner had to go off with an injury. They are just injury struck this season, which is absolutely
1: crazy. The understatement of the season, that one. But uh, as much as squad depth is an issue, they have still sort of caused one problem themselves. We said it in the last year. You play Henderson in defence you're creating another problem in midfield because there's just no energy.
0: Yeah, that mid, midfield is just... They're all too similar in the like, t- the way they play. I mean, the midfield three on uh, Saturday was Jorginho and um, James Milner and Curtis Jones. You just... There's no... It's, there's no difference in the st- how they play. They just all seem to play the same way. And they're just doing nothing anymore. Like Klopp seems scared to change his tactics. Yeah. Which, in yeah. times like this, a, the difference between a good manager and a great manager is one who's able to adapt and overcome when they're in a sticky situation. Because, I mean, not necessarily change it every match day from one loss to another, but be able to change something on the slow, quickly, yeah. in the in-game, which they haven't been able to do at all. I mean, the substitution that they made after Milner, they brought on Oxlade-Chamberlain just before uh, Leicester equalised, and then three minutes from time, after being 3-1 down, they bring on Zerd and Shakiri. now. A season or two ago, Shakiri might have made that little bit of a difference in this Liverpool team, but nowadays he's just a passenger in this team. He's not going to be the difference maker or the player to get you back into a game.
1: Yeah, it's the same for most in midfield. Like, Oxford Chamberlain doesn't offer as much anymore. Mm. Yeah, Shakiri's there as well. It was proved how important Diogo Jose became from.
0: Yeah, and fortunately for them, he is back in training. Not too sure whether he'll be available for um this weekend or not. he might be a little bit later, but. They do really badly need him, which uh, is crazy to think, considering they only bought him in the summer, how desperately they need him. Um, Another player that's continuing to struggle is Thiago Alcantara. I mean, from him at Bayern Munich to this season at Liverpool, it's like two different worlds. This guy (laughs) is there a fraud watch alert on Thiago? (laughs) I don't want to say it because I know how much of a world class player he is, but in this Liverpool team, I think that actually might have to be.
1: I mean, thank God they didn't pay for him.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'd be searching for their receipts straight away if they did, considering uh, how bad it was. Just. Uh, I had one last thing?
1: Because we've, we've sort of forgot Leicester in this. They were great. Yeah. And. I need to know what Jamie Vardy's relationship is with
0: corner flags. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I mean, he does come up with some uh, crazy ones. He's a bit like um, Marcus Turam at uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. He just loves the corner flag celebration, it seems. You've
1: yeah, uh, what's happened to Marcus Turam if you've seen this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, credit to Brendan Rodgers' side for getting back into the game after going a gold down and... Putting an onslaught onto Liverpool with Vardy, Barnes, and Madison all scoring. I mean that front four of include Michael Brighton. There is a really good front four. it's such a joy to watch this Leicester attack. It's so weird
1: to think ten years on from when Michael Brighton was, we were all begging for Michael Brighton to be our like, next like. Got a villa in the narrow his position. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nobody thought so, so.
0: that. <laughs> mm. With victory, moves uh, the brand side level on points with Manchester United, who played West Bromwich Albion on Sunday and dropped even more points by only managing a 1-1 draw at the Hawthorns. They went behind in the opening two minutes after Mbappe Diagne scored. From a kind of Gallagher cross and I mean when I saw that I was just like only Man United could do that
1: Was I right
0: Yes I do hold all my hands we're completely out of this title race now The big Sam I mean, he's now got points if I remember correctly against Manchester United, Arsenal and Liverpool since taking over the big clubs, man. That's how it is. Every time, it's
1: just there. There's just a the mentality where he motivates his teams for the bigger game.
0: Hmm. I mean, United were blooming dreadful, weren't they?
1: Although you did, you did actually remind me of that because a couple of episodes, I did say that United you know, were out of it, and you were saying I'd be regretting it. So,
0: yeah, yeah the tables are... <laughs> the tables have definitely turned, and I do owe you an apology because. United aren't in this title race anymore. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, it was a lovely finish from Bruno Fernandes when he did score the equaliser, but actually, only Man United could go to a team that has won once at home all season and struggled to beat them. and Well, not beat them even. Like, it's so typical of Man United in recent years. They can look good against um mid table teams and put f- a good few goals past them they put up a good fight against the top six yeah we played the bottom four or five sides and they struggle hmm. it's the guys are breaking down just, yeah it's a, yeah but they should be able to break them down a lot easier though Like it just shows they lacked that creative spark the lineup i mean <clears throat> Excuse me. In the midfield, they had McTominay, Fred, Rushford, Fernandez, Martial, and Cavani. Was the forward uh, line obviously not all in midfield with Cavani? But that's just not. I don't know. That team should be able to beat West Brom.
1: Well, yeah, any team should be able to beat West Brom right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just, just not, Devoid of creativity, even with Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Well, admittedly, um, I am surprised you haven't come on here claiming
0: VAR has robbed
1: you.
0: The less we speak about VAR, the fucking better. I say nowadays.
1: Is, is it a pen?
0: For me, no. I think he's looked for it more than anything. I think guy is trying to get the contact, and he knows any. Touch on him he's going to go down and get a penalty but I think it was the right decision to overturn it because like I said he's gone with the intent of searching for a penalty there rather than just playing football naturally yeah. and just yeah. seeing any contact come on him. oh 100% so like we said with Leicester that leaves United level on points only they're ahead by goal defense three goals splitting the two sides whilst West Bromwich Albion uh, remaining 19th but have 13 points. So they are still 12 points off of Newcastle, just outside the relegation zone, having played a game more than the tune because they play Chelsea later on today. As of recording, Uh, the game hasn't happened yet. Remind me, you know,
1: Roman Manu's points total
0: 46.
1: Okay, interesting. Carry
0: on. Okay. Uh, The other big game this weekend saw Manchester City take on Tottenham Hotspurs at the Etihad Stadium. And we spoke about it on our preview show, where I just seemed to say Man City were going to absolutely destroy Tottenham. And it was a comfortable win in the end for Port guardiola side, winning 3-0 thanks to a Rodri penalty after 23 minutes. Ilkay Gundogan scoring a brace in the second half. Um, You've got to say, Ilkay Gundogan has really turned up these last few months, hasn't he?
1: Who turned him into prime Steven Gerrard?
0: <laughs> it's absolutely unreal how he's performing lately.
1: Was it dormant he was a more defensive-minded midfielder.
0: Yeah, he was a, a lot more defensively thinking back then.
1: It's, it's almost like the absence of Kevin de Bruyne. It's just forced him into a more advanced role, and he's yeah. yeah. Mm,
0: I think that's now nine goals. He scored in the last few games for them In all competitions If I remember correctly I saw a start like that uh, recently So he scored 11 goals in total this season In the Premier League Which is an incredible feat for him Considering his previous seasons Um,
1: Incredible Incredible feat for him Incredible feat for myself In the fantasy team And all my brethren Who captained him this week
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ! Would have been even better if he game.
1: Jesus, and he's got another game.
0: <laughs> I think the well, not the main talking point, but uh, the big one, well, not a big one, but a talking point of the game was um, Rodri taking the penalty. I mean, they've had they, they, they their the mishaps of penalties that
1: much that Rodri's now on penalties. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I just want to know why I mean. medicine's on them. Well, I thought he actually was going to take this one after what Pep Guardiola was saying after Gundogan missed his one last week. So I was expecting uh, Edison to run the field and take it, but Rodrigo calmly slotted it uh, away for City.
1: He wouldn't be the first Brazilian goalkeeper to be on set-pieces.
0: After Rogério Cerni for mm. Sao Paulo. Uh, Tottenham, on the other hand, I mean... What what more can we say about them?
1: Yeah, so when are they going to start claiming for Jose's exit?
0: I think within the next month, I think. We'll see a lot more Jose out talk being called. I feel like we have to also mention
1: Davinson Sanchez channelling his inner Phil Jones in this. Oh, my
0: God. He got destroyed there, Davinson Sanchez. I mean... I don't even know what I what to say. Um, It left me speechless when I saw what happened to him. Look look how they massacred my poor boy. (laughs) Well, yeah, uh, poor performance from Spurs. like I said in the previous show, I had a hunch that they were going to struggle all week uh, in this game and I was proven right uh, again. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League on Sunday, the game after Manchester United, so the was it the 4th, this, yeah, this was the 4.30 slot at uh, the Emirates Stadium. Arsenal played Leeds United. Now, before we go on to talking about this game, we'll talk about it a bit later as well in the predictions. We are now banning Leeds United from Predictions League for fuck's sake. They are <laughs> officially declaring them. us.
1: Yes. In writing. In Can writing everyone remind us, please. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: I'm never, ever allowing you to pick Leeds United as a game ever again. Because, I mean, I now look even more stupid for what I said pre show, uh, in the preview show. I said Liverpool, uh, Leeds are going to dominate Arsenal and they're going to easily win the game <clears throat> and then Pierre emerick Aubameyang decides to score a hat trick for Arsenal as well as a Hector Bellerin goal as well.
1: I mean Am I being fair that Leeds are now actually the definition of fraud Yep. Not in terms of the table, they've
0: done very well, but I've just had enough of predicting them. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've done a lot better than what I thought they would do at the start of the season, but they are literally just saying you score a hundred goals in games. We'll also score a hundred goals. Like they're they're the one it, team that could actually finish the season it, it, with the amount, this, same amount of goals scored as conceded. you it, see in the start of the win round. No, what is
1: it? it twenty three games. They've played, they've scored forty, but they've conceded forty two.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like I'm just looking at the rest of the league now and no one else has that I mean the next closest in terms of goal deals like being extremely close to level is Everton who have scored 34 and conceded 30 and then West Ham who have scored the same amount of goals 34 and conceded 28 but Leeds are literally you score we score everybody scores when they play us
1: like a tennis match (laughs) it really is just back and forth. Point pretty, out. pretty soon, the score lines in Leeds game will be
0: 15 all. I wouldn't be surprised at this rate. It could actually happen this season. But credit to Mikel Arteta's side for getting the win. Ending the three-match winless run and move above Leeds into the top half of the table with that win. Um, I mean, I was surprised that they did that well. And Abamyang with one of his uh, first games. Was it his first game back or had he played a game previous after missing a bit of time? He was
1: being put on the bench.
0: Obviously, the run a form, but you know, yeah, for that one, he seemed to remember how to score a goal. Yes, and he just turned back into prime Aubameyang from his Borussia Dortmund days, it seemed. <laughs> we need to single out Bakayi Saka as well. Yeah, I mean... Just, he was just fantastic, wasn't he? Absolutely unreal. I mean, just imagine in this year, as Gareth Southgate can have him and Phil Foden playing at the same time.
1: Jack Grealish in front of them. And <laughs> oh.
0: Jordan Pickford somehow still gets in goal. No, you just know Grealish is getting dropped, so we can win Mason being where Jack Grealish is meant to be. <laughs> but yeah. Uh... Saka was once again exceptional for Arsenal, who looked very comfortable all round despite uh, conceding two uh, slight goals. Well, not like a 2nd half goal from Pascal Strike and Helder Costa for Marcelo Bielsa's side. But good weekend for Arsenal. Uh, elsewhere in the Premier League, on Saturday afternoon after the lunchtime kick-off, Crystal Palace welcomed Burnley to the Selhurst Park and it was Sean Dyches side that ran out three nil winners which they, just seems to be great. Them all right. <laughs> <laughs> they let um, them run right. Two nil down inside the opening 10 minutes thanks to so a Johan Goodmanson goal and Jay Rodriguez goal as well. I mean what's on earth happened to Palace? This is
1: the first time it's happened so like, this was again one of the worst performances they've had under Roy Hodgson.
0: It's woeful how bad they were.
1: The fact that he let Matt Loughton score a goal. And hey, listen, I, I've seen many Matt Loughton volleys. That man knows how to do it. Yeah, but when was the last time you saw him score a goal before this weekend? It was, Virginia, I think they said it was 2013. Exactly. He last scored a goal. And that, I don't remember that goal. Because well, he was remember. still out. Player. I don't remember it. I don't remember that goal, I thought like. it was the
0: volley against Stoke but it, it wasn't it, Was
1: I it not think Was it, it, was it another, another goal it. against Palace? I have no idea I don't remember two goals on Matt Lowens that was his first one against Swansea which was an amazing volley and then the second one which was the Stoke
0: one that everyone talks about Yeah I just somehow didn't win goal
1: of the, the year
0: Yeah I mean I just this was just an absolute uh, poor performance all round for. Uh, Crystal Palace.
1: I mean, I wanted to go more in depth on this one because, judging by reaction after that one, Palace fans have turned.
0: They're in a bad stretch
1: of form, if I remember correctly. I mean, you got to think as well that are they happy to just be in mid-table club being in the Premier
0: League every season? I mean, they the fans might not be, but. What what are they expecting? I mean, they're not a team that will happily go out and splash forty to fifty million on a player, and they will spend somewhere between fifteen fifteen million to thirty million on a player, or maybe sometimes in a transfer window. I'm not expecting them to be any higher than where they usually are in the table. I mean, they're currently fourteenth in the league. again a few results and they could climb up to about 11th and obviously other results go in their way but so, see that sentence doesn't sit right like,
1: oh, yeah well done lads you've gone up to 11th like, mm. it's never going to sit well of any football fan no you want to compete realistic... you look at the players i have zaha mm. who should be at a bigger club for his talent yeah, Eze should be a better club to support his talent. Mm. And yeah, that defence isn't awful. They should be doing better.
0: I mean, that's the thing, though. This Premier League season has been completely strange. I mean, honestly, at the start of the season, who would have had West Ham and Aston Villa in the places where they are at this start of the tough. season? I mean, even you, have got admit you wouldn't have expected your Villa's team to be your best. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Arsenal and Spurs struggling as bad as they are, and Wolves and Sheffield United having the big slip-offs like they've had. It's, an, it's been a strange Premier League season. I can hear Demand shaft in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, for me, I, I, the Palace fans might not be happy with where they are, and how they're performing under Roy Hodgson, but until they spend big, I just see them staying where they are. They're becoming like the Everton of the lower half of the table. They're too good to go down, you know the, but they're not good the... enough. Gone.
1: They're the Stoke. Yeah. Become, either even
0: Burnley, or them—they've become the new Stoke. Yeah. They'll just survive in the league for years to come, I'm just coasting along. Yeah, and pos- the positions may change here and there every couple of years, but I just don't expect anything of Palace anymore. anymore So it really doesn't surprise me um, where they are at all in the league. Because I mean, like I said a million times, for me that is where Palace are meant to be. And I never expect them to be anything else. Uh, Elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, Everton played Fulham in what has been the last game for us so far. And Josh Madger brought the magic for Scott Parker's side, scoring a brace uh, in the second half for them. I mean, he was that much of a magic. I
1: didn't even know he'd signed. But then last night, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, wait a minute, Josh Madger buys a Fulham. (laughs) Yes.
0: I think it was a deadline day signing or like maybe a day or so before. He's scored more
1: in one game than Mitrovic has all season.
0: (laughs) That really doesn't surprise me there. But considering how bad Mitrovic has been in the uh, Premier League forum once again. But yeah. Everton just went on this. Not at all. I don't even know what Everton would do in this game. It seemed like... It was another one for
1: one. They were well organised and then they
0: dominated
1: this at times. They were having chances at the right first few minutes. Mm. This
0: could have been worse. Oh, 100%, 100%. It could have been. I mean, for me, I think they were just too, they were still tired from uh, the other night when they played Tottenham in the Cup. The fact that he went to extra time. I mean, yeah, they had the extra day recovery compared to Tottenham, who played on Saturday. I mean, you, w- you would
1: be tired watching Tottenham.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for me, they were just really bad. I don't... They just seem so inconsistent. I mean, it's crazy to think at the start of the season, we were at... There was the talk of, could they actually be Premier League champions this season? And now it just seems like a whole... Years ago, uh, like all that <laughs> it really does. It feels like a whole different season. I mean, I, I just yeah, for me, Everton are just gone back to normal Evertonness now. Evertonness, <laughs> which is they're just going to be it's in the
1: seventh. It's still Europe. I think that'd be a, still a fantastic season. For them. Is it Europe? In the case the the top four club win or any of the top. Sixth club win the League Cup or the FA Cup. So League Cup final is Man City League, versus League. Tottenham is it? Yeah although well, then again Tottenham will need that where they're going. Exactly. And, and then there. the FA Cup if I think you're waiting like the six becomes available seventh so forth.
0: Yeah so Everton will be hoping for uh, one of the top six sides to, so Man City to win more both competitions. Ideally for them, they can still finish
1: fifth. Rule like, no, nothing out this season.
0: Yeah, I mean they've still got a game in hand on Chelsea, and they're only uh, two points behind the Blues, who are playing, as we said later on this evening, for us. And they've I mean, got two, I, that's two not games in that, hand. That's not the team they've got to worry about. Yes, they've got to worry <laughs> about your Villa. Um, if this was next season, they would be fine in seventh place because I think next season, at the end of it, is the introduction of that your uh, Europa Conference League, the third European tournament. Or just basically, if you're a, if you're an old football or older football fan, it's the Intertoto Cup again, but just yes. under a different name. The greatest <laughs> cup competition of them all, yes, is back, but under a new name. Um. Speaking of Aston Villa now, they uh, played out a nil-nil draw with Brighton and Hove Albion on Saturday evening. And Villa were really bad.
1: Like, I, no, really bad. I, steady on, I've slept on it. We were mildly bad. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't even say mildly bad. There. I, I mean, apart from Emiliano yeah. Martinez making some good saves.
1: That the man one is a literal
0: wall. <laughs> Yeah. That was one of your worst performances this season, you gotta say. I
1: put that down mainly to Brighton just being so good. They would how organized they were, we couldn't like put in our usual intent and energy and just you know, Greedish was marked out of it for a lot of it. Yeah. Credit to uh Graham Potter for getting his team organized that well. The Hillman of Group for Brian. Mm. Like, we we never seem to like win mm. like even the championship season we didn't beat them like it was the, they, it's the way they organise I'm noticing teams that play with intent and come at us
0: at high press don't let us do anything we struggle well, that is uh, definitely the way to set up against uh, Villa in the future then for these lower like, you
1: you've got to play the, so Brighton obviously winning last time the West Ham game we for the Leeds game. Mm. You know, even Southampton like early in the season, all those teams the same sort of mindset of pressing you know. Like
0: we seem to struggle a bit. Which is very strange. You would think they would be the easy teams for years to beat. Uh the other game in the Premier League. Oh, that oh, has... Wait, I forgot the last bit.
1: I mean, this is a cry out to Dean Smith now because please stop starting Ross Barkley. <laughs> I don't rate him anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, give him a few more games and you'll be back to loving him again. I saw rumours that apparently Chelsea are going to want 40 million for him. I'm sorry, what?
0: Yeah, not exactly. We'll pay 40 million for him. we wouldn't well, pay half. He's about 10 to 15 at max.
1: Ridiculous. We do that when need looking at because this man has shown nothing that I want to sign him permanently. Not for that much anyway. What, what can I, I look at him and I go, well, Jaka Ramsey can do that much better. Mm. Even then, it, like Sanson came on for like 15 minutes. He did more in the first meet that he came on. Very strange if they do make that it's permanently. A, it's a weird thing with Barkley. He looks more motivated to play against the bigger teams than he just the smaller ones.
0: Yeah, it does seem to be the way, but does he have the opposite
1: Big sound effect?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you must do. Uh, the final game that's happened this weekend in the Premier League saw Wolverhampton Wanderers take on Southampton at St Mary's and it was the... Midlands side, that 1-2-1 one, one, thanks to a Ruben Neves penalty and a Pedro Neto goal, both in the second half. Uh, that was after Danny Yings put Southampton ahead after 25 minutes with a nice goal. Do, do
1: you think Ali McCoy's like that one? I think so. He's <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah,
0: yes. Yeah, so I'm loving, I do like a bit of Ali McCoist. Yeah, it was one of them where I didn't used to like him but he has started to grow on me slowly
1: i mean it's when you respect those a lot more when you have enough of martin tyler and steve McManaman and martin get <laughs> yeah but
0: there's just an energy rings definitely it's it's a nice change to hear in the uh commentary no peter drury as well huh? Pedro oh, peter drury will always be a top class commentators when you hear him commentate on like some of the best World Cup goals, oh, it just sends shivers down your spines. It's uh, almost it's like we we're wishing Amazon to get more rights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, with that result he does see Wolverhampton Wanderers move above Southampton up into twelfth place in the Premier League, but the Saints do have a game in hand. Because
1: if there's, if there's one other final thing we need to settle on is Pedro Neto is now the standout.
0: At Wolves, yeah, Absolutely. class. I mean, he's only twenty years old. Am I correct? Yeah, he'll get a big move one day. I think. I think he will be within the next twelve months. He'll get a move. I mean, what he is doing is absolutely phenomenal. you could always, like,
1: always see him maybe in a Man City. Yeah,
0: maybe, maybe even a Barca. Oh, but him. You could have him, Trinchao and Pedri in that Barcelona team would be phenomenal to see.
1: Ricky Puig behind him and then whoever's <sighs> striker.
0: Martin Brethwaite. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: then again, Barcelona are going to have to invest heavily in their youth with their
0: funding. Oh, yes, that is what's going to uh, be the case. Um, right, so that is the Premier League all wrapped up. On to the European action now and over in the Bundesliga, Leipzig beat Augsburg 2-1 on Friday evening uh, with Christopher Nkuku and Dani Almo scoring from the penalty spot. However, big talking point was after the game for them as they uh, decided to make Angelino's transfer a permanent one and signed him until 2025 and then Mm -hmm. he came out on Saturday that Uh, Bayern Munich had agreed to sign Deo Umpamacano in the summer, uh, paying his release clause of £42.5 million and he will join the club until 2026 which is no surprise that he ended up at Bayern Munich, is it? I guess not best club in the world, you're not going to turn down, are you? Yeah, I mean it just, even if they weren't like having the incredible 12 months that they've had the best talents coming out of the Bundesliga always end up in Germany anyway. Mm. It's just... what Bayern And all think. French. Yeah, they could line up with an all-French uh, defence next season because they could have Luca Hernandez, Umpa uh
1: Pavard would be right back.
0: Pavard and then... But they'd have Kimmich in midfield if they did that. Yeah, I've forgotten who... Who's the other German defender... Uh, not German, French defender they could have I'm sure there is I but I don't mean there is no one Buna Saar, they signed him in uh oh, yeah. the the yes so they could have a whole uh French back four which would be crazy and that sure would be... it's weird
1: to say Luke Hernandez is the oldest of that lot
0: yeah That's <laughs> weird and he's only 25 years old which is crazy I mean Pavard's only a year younger than him, but still.
1: I mean, then again, Luke and Anderson started Alfonso Davis all day. You mean
0: Speedy Gonzalez?
1: Yeah. What part of Canada is Davies from?
0: I haven't got a Solomon clue. Because if it, it's the French part. He's uh, a not Quebec
1: sure.
0: guy. I feel like he's Vancouver.
1: It's not French.
0: Because wasn't the
1: Montreal he? area?
0: Because didn't he play for Vancouver Whitecaps before? Yeah, he did. Mean. Considering he was born in Ghana, he, he might be able to speak French. Good enough. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> um, yes, elsewhere in the Bundesliga, Borussia Dortmund played out a 2-2 draw with Hoffenheim. Which, their season is just so bad. Dortmund this year, they've massively... They are going to lose Haaland and Sancho in the summer. <laughs> for next to nothing especially with Sancho I mean last summer they were wanting 120 million for him this summer they're not going to get anywhere near that if they miss out on the Champions
1: League and while he has been with him as well while he has turned up he hasn't been the same
0: as he has in past seasons no 100% his mind is almost set and leaving yeah I I think they're going to get about half that much this summer I really do if they miss out on Champions League. I mean, him, he did score as well as Erling Carland scoring for them, but it wasn't enough as um, Monas de Boer and Ilyas Bebu scored for Hoffenheim to share the points. Uh, Leverkusen drew with Mainz the exact same score. Patrick Schick and Lucas Alario scored for Leverkusen, whilst Robert Glastail, who's on loan from Cardiff City, and Kevin Stoger. Scored two uh, extremely late goals for Mainz, which is bad news for Leverkusen. Uh, No other big results in Germany. as It was a weekend of draws in the Bundesliga. I mean, Leipzig were the only team to have won this weekend so far uh, until yesterday when Frankfurt beat Cologne 2-0 as well. But every other result was a draw and then Bayern Munich play. Uh, later on this evening against Arminia Bielfeld, which you would expect Munich to win there. Over in Spain, Salta Vigo beat Alchi 3-1 on Friday. And then on Saturday, Atletico Madrid continued their incredible season beating Granada 2-1. Marcos Lorente and Angel Correa with the goals for Diego Simeone's side, which is two very weird goal scorers. This season, you wouldn't expect them to be the goal scorers. I mean, it was Correa's fourth goal this season for them, and Lorente has scored seven. But it seems weird. Th- there's a game where Luis Suarez hasn't scored so far. Maybe uh, well, you know more than me on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Suarez's season has been absolutely unreal. I mean, he scored sixteen goals this season for Atletico Madrid, which is incredible to think that they. That Barcelona got rid of him. which just blows my mind. Uh, speaking of Barcelona, they did beat Alaves five one with Junior Firpo, Trinchal scoring a brace and Linal Messi scoring two great goals for not Barcelona. Boss, was it <laughs> definitely? He easy to, to turn up tonight. Uh, yeah, not tonight, and um, Saturday evening. Uh, Real Madrid. You I mean, have
1: a very subtle wave, didn't he? <laughs> Don't <laughs> think. I...
0: Like, I'm still here. Sign me. Please. Por <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Real Madrid beat Valencia 2-0. Cameron Benzera and Tony Cruz with the two first-half goals for uh, Zinedine Zidane's side. Though they did think they had a third goal in the 63rd minute, but it was uh, by Ferl and Mendy, but it was disallowed by VAR, which is uh, no surprise there. And they were the big result in... Spain this weekend and over in Italy. What a crazy weekend it was. So on Friday Bologna drew with Benevento 1-1. Saturday got underway with Torino and Genoa playing a 0-0 draw. Then the big game of Saturday saw athlete take on Juventus and it was the side from Naples to take all three points thanks to a Lorenzo Insigne penalty after 31 minutes which definitely Uh, was a shock to the system. I don't think anyone was expecting Napoli to win that game, considering how dominant Juventus was. I mean, they had 24 shots and six on target, which is crazy to think that they didn't come out on the winning side there. And then the final game on Saturday saw league leaders AC Milan lose 2-0 to Spezia with Simone Bastoni uh, scoring as well as Giulio Maggiore.
1: If we put into context, the shock of that one, you hadn't even heard of this team. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, this is Spezia's first season ever in the top flight of Italian football, so that really is a big shock, considering how well AC Milan were doing uh, this season. And then on Sunday, Roma beat Udinese 3-0, thanks to goals from Pedro and Jordan Vertu is a uh, very strange to say <laughs> repeat that Jordan Verity is alive <laughs> <laughs> and scored a brace with one of them being a penalty as well what could have been with him <laughs> yeah. Atalanta beat uh, Cagliari 1-0 thanks to a, a goal from Luis Muriel in stoppage time Sampdoria beat Fiorentina 2-1 thanks to Fabio Quagliarella and Keita Balde scoring for Sampdoria and Inter Milan beat Lazio 3-1 to send Inter Milan to the top of the table. Romelu Lukaku scoring a brace and Lautaro Martinez getting the other goal for Antonio Conte's side. And with them two goals, it brought up Lukaku's 300th career goal, which is a phenomenal feat for someone who is so quite young-ish. I mean, he's mid-20s, isn't he? I
1: could have he was 28, but it is weird to think, I know, because he he years ago, but I swear he
0: was a bit older now. 27. That's still actually pretty good. Mm.
1: <laughs> In the prime of his career.
0: Yes. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's nice to see a new league leader of the Italian table, but it's still a team from Milan. What, um, what, have, you, what have you got against AC? And I think it's just they've... It's a bit weird having AC Milan back at the top of the table for so long. So uh, it's nice. It's to just a weird thing, in Yeah, I mean that's the main worry. With Juventus aren't at the top. I mean they're eight points behind Inter Milan. Admittedly, you may have a game in hand, but that game in hand isn't going to magically give them eight points, is it? Yes, not. Uh, elsewhere in France on Saturday, PSG beat Nice two one thanks to Julian Draxler and. Loney, Moise Keane getting the goals for Mauricio Pochettino's side. I nearly you've got managing PSG for a second. Uh, there was the shock as Montpellier beat Lyon 2-1. Sepe Vahy and Tesi Savigny with the goals for Montpellier, whilst Lucas Paqueta scored for Lyon in uh, stop first half stoppage time. Monaco played out a 2-2 draw with FC Lorient. Saint-Étienne beat Rennes 2-0 and Marseille and Bordeaux played out a 0-0 draw so the One table has Lille on top ahead of PSG by a point even though PSG have the much superior goal difference and then over in the Netherlands in the Eredivisie PSV played out a 2-2 draw with Adu Den Haag and Ajax beat Herald 2-0 with Sebastian Halle and Davy Klassen scoring for Ajax no surprise there with IX continuing their incredible form as always in the Eredivisie. FISA. Um, a bit of women's football talk since our last uh, roundup on Thursday's show. There was the Manchester Derby on Friday evening, in which Manchester City comfortably won 3 0 with Lucy Bronze, Lauren Hemp, and a Caroline Wheel wonder strike uh, to seal the three points for Gareth Taylor side. I mean, that goal was just absolutely phenomenal, wasn't it?
1: Can, can I put the argument in that there have been a better quality of goals in the women's Super League than there has the Premier
0: League this year? Oh, 100%. I mean, I can't think of any. like. St- I mean, there's the everbeach has a goal a few weeks back for Crystal Palace. It's the only one that really stands that's, that's, out to me. Yeah, that's the only goal I can think of at the top of my head in the Premier League that's gone, wow, that's actually a world-class goal this season where WSL we've had Penilla Harder scoring some great goals, Viviana Miedemar doing what she does best, that Caroline Weir goal, which was uh, phenomenal <clears> as well. <throat> and uh, Mana Iwabuchi as well Thank last you. week. I hadn't forgot, don't worry. You did. had <laughs> not I hadn't got to it yet. And then... Um, that one came first. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, elsewhere in the WSL, there's. Is that called some... Bruno Fernandes was just copying it. <laughs> there was some games on. or oh, two games on yesterday. Reading played Everton at the Majeski Stadium and it finished 1 1 draw. Rachel Rowe and Nicolene Sorensen with the goals. And then Chelsea played Bristol City and won 5 0 uh, with goals coming from. Fran Kirby scoring a brace, Penilla Harder, Sam Kerr and Beth England scoring the goals for Emma Hayes' side. Interesting preview there for the Conte Cup final. Yes, uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if a similar outcome was to happen. Uh, there was meant to be another game yesterday between Arsenal and Aston Villa, but... For the third time this season, it, this game has been postponed. Uh, this time, due to a frozen pitch. Just give us the three points. Awesome. Genuinely, this I don't think this game is going to be played this season. I mean, it is scheduled to be the first meeting between the two sides since two thousand and eight, if I remember correctly. But if the footballing guards just don't seem to want it to be played this season, um, though we do head into an international break now, and we will fixtures will commence again the weekend of the seventh of March with the early kickoff there being between Manchester United and Aston Villa. So hopefully we can get round to a full set of fixtures and the season can finish off correctly. Um, the only other big talking point in the world of women's football was Barcelona. They beat Legrono 2-0, if I remember correctly, in the Copa del Reina to win that in the final. So congratulations, are due there to Barcelona. Right, uh, it's on to the Predictions League now. And this it's week... Uh, long show. Because <laughs> there's actually been a lot to talk about this week in the Premier League as well. We've made it so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, So our predictions this week were Leicester versus Liverpool. I went with 2-1 Leicester, you went with 1-1, so I get the two points there. Man City, Tottenham, we both get uh, two points for the right outcome, not the right score, though. I'm a little disappointed because if Spurs had scored one goal, I would have got another perfect score there. Arsenal, Leeds, let's not talk about because we said Leeds are now banned after we both predicted Leeds to win. Grisha Dortmund versus Hoffenheim, I got a perfect score, you get two points for the right outcome, wrong scoreline. Napoli, Juventus again, we were both wrong, and then Inter Milan versus Lazio, we both get two points because we predicted Inter Milan to win but not the right scoreline. So at the end of this weekend's play, you're on 65 points and I'm on 92, getting ever so close to the 100 point mark, so hopefully... Come this weekend's fixtures i can break the 100 point barrier right it's over to you now for did you see that oh, i have to bite the intro because it's been a while it's been a long time oh you must know, be i do not
1: believe what i've just seen very interesting oh.
0: something weird is going on
1: I almost forgot how glorious an intro that is. When was the last time we heard it? It was like weeks. It really was. Yeah, well, anyway.
0: Where do we start with this week? Um, I think we start with the big and obvious tweet from Mikel Antonio from yesterday. <laughs> hey,
1: big and obvious in other meetings. <laughs> yeah, yesterday was Valentine's Day and... Mick Antonio was clearly feeling the love in his own way. Not sure what it was he was feeling. But... He <laughs> was wondering what his wife was feeling afterwards. God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you'd, seen, if you'd seen the tweet that he put up, I don't
0: want to know. <laughs> I mean, it was an absolute phenomenal tweet from him. Um... Uh, someone's proud. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean the usual Valentine's Day quote is like I love you with all my heart and everything, blah blah blah, blah. What Mikel Antonio decided not to use that instead he goes, I love you with all my place down below. We'll keep it PG. I would I would say I mean, my this is already but, an explicit podcast, you might as well, as well. just go there. Yeah, might as well. I love you with all my willy. I would say my heart, but my willy is bigger. Happy V Day everyone
1: what Was it talking about Wilfred Zaha like that? <laughs>
0: uh, I mean Wilfred Zahar is a big player <laughs> But yeah that When I saw that I was absolutely In tears uh, He actually Tweeted that and got away with it I'm surprised the club didn't make him take it down
1: Because it's Michel Antonio who's allowed to get away with it <laughs> Yes
0: uh, uh, So what else have you got for us This week?
1: Well I guess on From one massive lover to crime fighting hero who you know Stefan Al-Sharari
0: I mean not personally but yes I do know Stefan Al-Sharari recently
1: just re-signed for Roma but uh, recently he stopped a thief from stealing his car in Rome oh well done But
0: then I said oh like he's done something
1: like he himself he's chased after the thief himself and has tackled him <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm mm. hoping you two foot with him,
1: but <laughs> just but I don't think that's how it happened.
0: Yes, I doubt that is the way it happened. And you said you had a third for us this week?
1: Oh, right. This mainly involves the I man who I think will start becoming a Did You say that favourite, and that is Janara Gatusa.
0: I mean, he's already a footballing favourite to everyone, but... He's comedy' done this. After the Napoli win over Juventus, I
1: don't know if you'd seen it. No, I actually haven't seen it. This was one quote that he gave. I won't say in accent. Good. You can think I'm a bad coach. Fine, whatever. But I'm prepared to chase you down and shout under your window one by one if it's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, I expect nothing less from... (laughs) too So I mean, sometimes that man is abs- maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that man just comes up with some absolute geniusness.
1: Do, and do you know what it is as well. You, you know, General says as well. What? Ten years ago on this day, if you've been on Twitter
0: since his fight with Joe Jordan. Yep. <laughs> the volume wow. was never going to win. Yes, and speaking of this fight, it took place in the Champions League, and the Champions League is back oh, tomorrow. So, this is why you leave this exactly. And we have uh, only the one English team playing this week, uh, but we do have that is Liverpool, who are away to RB Leipzig in Hungary. So, get your head around that. It's a German team. A German team against an English team being played in Hungary, but that is due to the fact that no uh, people from England can travel into Germany due to the COVID-19 restrictions. So is that it, takes place. one but this is this is still two legs, is not it? Yeah, yeah, it's still the two legs. Um,
1: it would leg? be Germany, wouldn't it? You think? No, no. Uh, it's, it's it's I'm sure it's, so a it's to, every to, single build. every single Champions League game is neutral venue.
0: No, not every single game because Barcelona versus PSG is taking place in Paris or, sorry, the Camp Nou tomorrow. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's only a certain amount of ones that are taking place at neutral stadiums. I put of uh, the
1: later rounds, they
0: may have to confirm neutral venues just
1: to be certain. Yes. So Obviously, uh, they're going to be in Turkey for the next one. I don't know how Turkey's doing with COVID and that, but like semis they
0: may have to neutral venue it yeah wouldn't surprise me um so yeah we've got leipzig versus liverpool and the big one from a couple years back barcelona taking on paris saint Germain. um psg sorry will be without neymar as he is out for the next month with a injury (laughs) Uh, so, Injury. <laughs> yes, so hopefully that lives up to the same expectation as it did a few years ago, and then I'm on. will one...
1: enjoy his sister's birthday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then on Wednesday of this week, we have Sevilla versus Borussia Dortmund at the Ramon Sanchez Pichuan Stadium, and then at the Estadio do Drago, FC Porto take on Juventus. All fixtures kick off at 8 o'clock UK time. So it's good to have the Champions League back and some decent midweek football to watch for once rather than the FA Cup, which is what we had last week. Oh, I can't um, wait for Villa to be involved in it. Give yourselves another 12 to 18 months and you will be, hopefully. <laughs> uh, right, that is all we have time for this week. Um, like we said, it's a much longer show because we've actually had a lot of talking points. And... We will be back later on this week to preview the weekend's fixtures in the Premier League and have a roundup of the Champions League action as well. So uh, make sure you stick around and look out for that when it comes out. Otherwise, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and follow us over on our Twitter page with the handle at OTC Pod, if I remember correctly. On oh, Twitter handle, yes.
1: It's off TC pod. God, we'll never get anywhere with you doing it.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Yes, that's off TC pod. If you didn't hear that from Brad. And until then, enjoy the rest of your week. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from Brad. If you want to follow me, that's at Regan Walsh. (laughs) It's not even at that. It's at Regan underscore Walsh. Get it right. It was a joke. Just get over it. Whatever. And yeah, we'll see you later on this week. See ya.